Professor, are you of the view that the restrictions imposed on Nelson Mandela Bay is enough to stem a second wave of the COVID-19 infections there? Um, the, the restrictions are enough, uh, but obviously nothing is uh, enough uh, <coughs> to control the virus completely. Now, there's, there's been a number of restrictions, Professor, and, and, and uh, of course, it, uh, alcohol sale will also now not permitted. They, they will only be permitted between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. from Monday to Thursday. Is there a link, and one of the listeners asked that question earlier, is there a link between the effects of alcohol and the spread of the disease? It's not a direct link. It's indirect in the sense that um, if um, there are just people who... Um, who will use alcohol as a scapegoat hmm. uh, to misbehave? Um, so, so that's where the link is because um, um, you, you know that uh, there are people who can who do gather together uh, when they drink, uh, they drink in groups, and uh, eventually, when they are a little bit tipsy or drunk, uh, they tend to misbehave or they tend to fight each other and they do all kinds of things. So that, that's where the link is uh, in terms of uh, really you know, spreading the virus. Uh, because as soon as you get into that behavior, um, you are no longer observing the non-pharmaceutical interventions. Mm-hmm. There are also restrictions in religious gatherings and other gatherings, such as funeral after tears. Now, are these necessary measures to the potential super spreaders like after tears to prevent further outbreaks? Um. Well, obviously, we shouldn't be doing that uh, for a start. Um, so I'm, I'm actually surprised that there are people who are doing after tears and, and uh, they're doing these uh, events indoors with poor ventilation. And um, obviously, that is just a recipe uh, for disaster uh, when it comes to spreading the virus because uh, the highest risk is um, congestion, and poor ventilation. Uh-huh. Um, so as soon as um, you have these two together, uh, you increase the risk of um, spreading the virus. A lot of people will be asking me this question. How far are we in South Africa to having access to a vaccine? Um, well, we, we, we are still a couple of months uh, away from getting the vaccine. Um, we don't have uh, any vaccine registered in the country by our regulatory uh, authority and um, in fact um, even if uh, South Africa has expressed interest uh, in the COVAX facility, no country uh, that um, is part of the COVAX facility uh, has um, got the vaccine yet. Um, So we are still a couple of months away from getting the vaccine but the process has started um, and um, I'm sure there will be uh, vaccines some of South Africans. Mm-hmm. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much, Professor Jeffrey Mpasele, the Vice President for Research at the South African Medical Research Council. Now, for some reaction, despite recording increasing new infections and hospitalizations from COVID-19, the Garden Route in the Western Cape has escaped stricter lockdown rest- uh, regulations. The Cape Chamber of Commerce and Industry had earlier warned that any return to strict lockdown would further cripple the local business. Joining us now is Janine Myberg, the Chamber's President, to tell us more. A very good morning to you, Janine. Uh, Ms. Myberg, are you breathing a sigh of relief, perhaps, that the Garden Route has been spared stricter lockdown regulations? Um, good morning, and good morning to the listeners. Um, I, I think it's a sigh of relief, but not a, a total sigh of relief, because we still have a problem. 
So it not necessarily means that we can now uh, relax. It, it means that we have to be more vigilant, if anything, because if we are not more vigilant and we don't apply the COVID-19 protocols more vigilantly, we are going to be following um, Nelson Mandela Bay. I think people are becoming COVID-19 fatigued. We are relaxing the protocols and we are not adhering to the protocols as strictly as we should. And we may be following Nelson Mandela Bay if we do not apply the protocols very strictly. So what is... What is your advice then? So, what is your advice then to businesses under your wing in the Cape Chamber to ensure that they do not end up with a situation like in Nelson Mandela Bay Metro? Well, as I, 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 the president said last night, in as he termed it very warmly, a family meeting. We have, besides the vaccines that we're hoping to get, um, we have the measures at our disposal. It's the apply um, the hygiene principles properly. Wear your mask and keep your distance. So apply those. But we unfortunately see in public where people aren't keeping their distance, they aren't wearing the mask, mm-hmm. and that is the unfortunate thing. It, it's not like it was in the beginning where we weren't sure as to how the problem was caused or how we could um, keep our safe distance. Mm-hmm. Now you do. You know this. Yes. How to solve the problem currently. Now, you now have this uh, free out of jail card, but what does it mean for the economic recovery of the Garden Route and the Western Cape as such? Well, it, it, it's a, I, I would think it's a, it's a temporary free out of jail card. We, we, we can't rest on our laurels. And obviously, it's a good thing. We, we, we can't afford a lockdown, we can't afford um, any more stringent um, restrictions. But it's, uh, I, I want to urge, especially the garden route, and especially in the time where it is, when it's the tourist season and everything that goes along with it, the, the tourist season, um, temporary, we need the, the public to come back to our tourist season. So we have to be extra vigilant. And it will improve our economy, the fact that it remains open. Uh-huh. Janine, but if we don't apply this, it won't remain open. Janine Myberg, the president of the Cape Chamber, Chamber of Commerce and Industry.